Hello, this is Aban from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 20th of October. Prime Minister Narendra Modi and UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres launched Mission Life, or Lifestyle for Environment, on Thursday, unveiling a global climate action plan at the Statue of Unity in Gujarat. This comes a month ahead of the Mega Climate Summit in Egypt. Mission Life is likely to be an India-led global movement that will push individual and collective action to protect and safeguard the environment, according to a statement released by the Prime Minister's office. It is a three-pronged approach towards sustainability revolving around demand, supply and policy. It is aimed at nudging individuals to adopt climate-friendly actions in daily lives, enabling markets to respond to changing needs and influencing policy to support sustainable consumption and production. The Prime Minister said, and I quote, The launch of Mission Life in Gujarat is significant as it was the first state in the country to initiate steps in the direction of renewable energy and climate protection. Be it installing solar panels on canals or initiating water conservation projects for the drought-affected areas of the state, Gujarat has always come forward as a leader and a trendsetter." Unquote. He said Mission Life makes the fight against climate change democratic, in which everyone can contribute within their capacity. Meanwhile, in a veiled reference to China's move to block the listing of Lashkar-e Toiba's Shahid Mahmood as a global terrorist, the UN Secretary-General said, and I quote, Geopolitical divides make it difficult for us to work together effectively against terrorism. Unquote. While heavy rain left several areas waterlogged in Bengaluru, many cars were reportedly damaged as a wall collapsed near the majestic bus station. This comes just a month after torrential showers left India's IT capital submerged, triggering a public outcry over governance. The meteorological department has issued a yellow alert for the city and said rain is likely to continue over the next three days. Parts of the IT corridor, Shivajinagar and Belandur were severely affected as per visuals shared on social media. The city has recorded its wettest year since 2005 with the annual rainfall this year at 1700 mm. Meanwhile, the IMD Thursday said that a low-pressure area has formed in the Bay of Bengal and is likely to intensify into a cyclonic storm in the next four days. The Odisha government has put seven coastal districts on alert. Cyclone Sitrang is yet to form and it is difficult to anticipate the situation said IMD's Director-General Mrityunjay Mohapatra. There will be accurate predictions only after the formation of a low-pressure area, he added. Weather scientist Sarat Sahu said there will be clarity only on 22nd October. Authorities in the United States said they are tracking developments after Kashmiri photojournalist Sana Irshad Mattu was stopped from travelling to New York to receive the Pulitzer Prize. Mattu said she was stopped by immigration authorities at Delhi airport and barred from travelling to the United States on Tuesday. The photojournalist had won the Pulitzer Award in May for her coverage of the COVID pandemic for Reuters. Mattu tweeted that she was barred from travelling despite holding a valid visa to the US. According to Committee to Protect Journalists, officials did not give Mattu a reason for being stopped. At his daily news conference, US State Department Deputy Spokesperson Vedant Patel told reporters, and I quote, We are aware of the reports of Ms. Mattu being prevented from travelling to the US and are tracking these developments closely. We are committed to supporting press freedom and, as the Secretary has noted, a shared commitment to democratic values, including the respect for the independence of the press, is a bedrock of the US-India relationship. But I don't have any other specifics to offer. We are tracking this closely." Unquote. Unidentified officials in the Jammu and Kashmir police told the Indian Express she has been put on a no-fly list along with several other journalists from the valley. Notably, this is not the first time that Mattu has been barred from travelling abroad. 
In July, she was stopped from flying to France, where she was scheduled to attend events as one of the winners of the Serendipity Alls Grant. The CPJ has called on Indian authorities to let Matu travel to the US to attend the award ceremony. CPJ's Asia Program Coordinator in Frankfurt said, and I quote, There is no reason why Kashmiri journalist Sana Irshad Mattu, who had all the right travel documents and has won a Pulitzer, one of the most prestigious journalism awards, should have been prevented from travelling abroad. Unquote. Listeners, speaking of press freedom, do you remember the alleged Pegasus espionage scandal? Last year, the Pegasus project, a collaborative investigation into who had been targeted by the software, revealed that a number of phones in India had potentially been infected, including those of prominent journalists and senior politicians. The Indian government had declined to confirm or deny whether it purchased Pegasus software. But import documents now show that India's intelligence bureau, the country's main domestic intelligence agency, bought hardware from the Israeli spyware firm NSO Group that matches the description of equipment used elsewhere to deploy the company's flagship Pegasus software. To know more, read our report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, India's domestic spy agency bought NSO hardware that matches Pegasus specifications. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely on you to support us. So if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as Rs. 300 only. Pay to keep news free. A day after it released a list of 62 candidates for the Himachal Pradesh Assembly elections, the BJP released its second and final list of six names on Thursday. In the first list on Wednesday, there were 19 new faces among the 62 candidates announced. State BJP President Suresh Kashyap said that five doctors and a retired IAS officer are among those given tickets. The party, meanwhile, has denied tickets to 11 sitting MLAs, including two ministers, Prem Kumar Dhumal, former CM and father of Union Minister Anurag Thakur has been excluded. Anurag Thakur's father-in-law, Gulab Singh Thakur, has also been dropped from Joginder Nagar. The BJP is using all the resources at its disposal to form its government again in the Hill State. In the 68-member assembly, the BJP currently has 43 members while the Congress has 22. There are two independent legislators and one CPIM MLA. Voting is scheduled to take place on 12th of November. Meanwhile, BJP Minister Suresh Bhardwaj has expressed surprise that Sanjay Sood, a tea shop owner, has replaced him as the party's Shimla urban candidate. Bhardwaj has won the seat four times but will now contest the election from Kasumpti. The Delhi High Court on Thursday dismissed a plea against the ban on manufacturing, storage, sale and bursting of firecrackers in Delhi. The Delhi Pollution Control Committee had imposed a complete ban until 1st of January 2023. A single-judge bench of Justice Yashwant Verma said, that it would not be appropriate to entertain an independent challenge as the issue is already before the Supreme Court. The court noted that the issue of pollution as a result of firecrackers was first considered by the Supreme Court in Arjun Gopal v. Union of India and others. It said that another petition titled Manoj Tiwari v. Union of India was filed before the apex court seeking guidelines. Refusing to take up the plea, the court said that the petitioners were free to initiate appropriate proceedings as may be permitted in law. Meanwhile, the firecracker ban is likely to again turn into a political slugfest in Delhi, with the BJP targeting the Aam Aadmi Party government over a video from the House of Delhi Minister Rajkumar Anand, which showed supporters burning firecrackers to celebrate his elevation. This came a day after Environment Minister Gopal Rai reiterated that a ban on firecrackers will continue. In the second such advisory after a notification in October, 
the Indian embassy in Ukraine has asked Indian citizens to leave the war-torn country at the earliest. The embassy said, and I quote, In view of the deteriorating security situation and recent escalation of hostilities across Ukraine, Indian nationals are advised against travelling to Ukraine. Indian citizens, including students, are advised to leave Ukraine at the earliest by available means. Unquote. On Wednesday, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced martial law in four recently annexed regions in Ukraine, suggesting that Moscow is strengthening control in eastern Ukraine. The death of nearly 100 children in Indonesia has prompted the country to suspend sales of all syrup and liquid medication. It comes weeks after cough syrups were reportedly linked to the death of nearly 70 children in the Gambia. Indonesian health authorities said a syrup medicine was found to contain ingredients linked to acute kidney injuries, but it wasn't clear if the drug was imported or locally produced. Earlier this month, the World Health Organization issued a global alert over four cough syrups that were linked to the deaths in the Gambia. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.